everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm the hands behind Lovecraft Crochet, my plush user for the anxious, depressed, autistic, and neurodivergent. Small enough to travel in a purse, backpack, diaper bag, or even your pocket. You can check out my Facebook page or TikTok to see what patterns are available, and stay tuned for the new ones coming out. I also make hats, scarves, blankets, and dice bags for the tabletop gamer or dice goblin in your life. Feel free to order through the page, TikTok DMs, or via email at love.craft.crochet at gmail.com. Now, on to the segment. Due to the graphic and disturbing nature of the crimes discussed, listener discretion is advised. Retrostatic Radio presents Killing 15 Minutes. Hello and welcome to a very special episode that is 100% talking and 0% informative when it comes to serial killers. I'm AJ Carey. And I'm Sam Rossi. And today we will just be discussing Killing 15 Minutes, the True Crimes Podcast Quickie or True Quickie Pro, whatever. We will be discussing the podcast as it is because there have been some people who've gone, I don't understand what you're trying to do. And ultimately, that's always been the fun thing. Yeah, we started this off because actually. I came up with the idea of doing a quick podcast where you just got the information, you know, the bare bones about a serial killer or some crime. After multiple writings, I went to have my brother read it because he writes scripts. This will be a good thing for him to do. He takes the notebook and he actually starts reading it out loud. And I took the notebook from him and told him this is what our podcast is going to be. Him reading whatever poorly written synopsis I wrote. And I can tell you right now, my writing skills are not really on top of themselves, but they're getting better the more I smoke weed. So donate and help her weed habit. But in all seriousness, <laughs> that, that really was the, I mean, and, you know, I'm so used to doing retrostatic radio proper, where I'm doing full-time editing, full-time directing, you know, all the podcast, all the audio play stuff it's not a podcast it is you know audio dramas and audio comedies and they are shows it is an audio show versus uh, compared to this which is the much more in line with what i used to do uh, or i still kind of semi-annually do on my youtube the comic archivist because you know that is where i look at information and you know direct it and all that. But I'm the one who usually does the research. I am very research oriented. So when my sister hands me a script, which is good, it is bare bones. There are spelling mistakes, grammatical errors. Y'all know this. It is part of the jokes. It really came off and you could really see where my comfort zone is. It's why I try and speak as well as I can. And then Part of the humor of the podcast is me breaking character, essentially, to go, what the hell's going on here? Kind of a thing. And no, it's not for everybody. My sister, I will let her talk about it, but she loves true crime podcasts. But I've also found that I like the where there's conversation, but I don't want to have to sit there and listen to 
a half hour of you guys, of people, of, you know, lead up in to a story. And then, you know, we get the story and they go into too, not too much detail, but they go into, you know, major details and they break down the crimes and they break down the psychi- you know, the psychological fix- fixes in the, in, if they're there. They, they go whole hog. It's the, you get five minutes of character, 50 minutes of true crime. Yeah, and I want us to be more like you get, you know, at least the crime, you know, you get the crime, then we talk about it a little bit. And then have it where you have the rest of your day to go on to a different podcast, and it's not where you're spending an hour and a half listening about murder and death and the gore. Does that make sense? Yeah, to me it makes sense. But then again, I know... With this podcast, we are... And it is reflected in how people react. They either really like it or they really don't. Because this is much more breaking the mold of a traditional True Crimes podcast. While you have some phenomenal ones out there, in theory... That, you know, they'll do a four-parter on uh, Peter Sutcliffe. Richard Sutcliffe. No, no, it's Peter Peter Sutcliffe. You're right, Richard Sutcliffe is a baseball guy. But they, uh, if I recall... Yeah, it was like, they they did like four or six episodes. It was on uh, Morbid. Yeah. And they broke down his entire, you know, all They they did a full case history. And it's really well informative. It's not my cup of tea, but I'm not a true crimes podcast person. But, you know, it is very well informative. It is really nice. Even, uh, I think it's, uh, what is it, True Crime Garage did, like, a four-parter on the uh, Boys on the Tracks. Uh, they did, uh, yeah, something like that. Which actually had information that I had never even heard of when it comes, because I, like I said, I am not a True Crimes person. There are serial killers that I do know about, like everyone does, and that's why it was actually really good that, I do technically come into these scripts unprepared because it is a matter of like, uh, we just, and yes, you'll notice that the audio for this sounds completely different than the audio to the next like eight episodes because we're used, you know, we've recorded, we record in bulk. It makes life a lot easier, but you know, I knew nothing about the red ripper because I really don't care about Soviet era. Although it was very interesting. Sick puppy. Massively sick puppy. But it was at least an interesting read. But you'll notice that there are times where I turn around and even the stuff you hear, that is half of it, for the majority of it, that is a bit. That is when there's actual information like, hey, I can't read this or something like that, for the most part, it gets cut out. And... Uh, there is a rant <laughs> that is, it will be back up in, you know, 12 weeks-ish at the end of the, um, I think it was Charles Brudos? Jerry. Jerry Brudos. I think it was Jerry. Because ultimately, serial crime, we, everyone has the same sort of format for it. They turn around. Let's try and be as dark and brooding as we can. Let's throw in some background music so it becomes almost a creepy pasta experience. In fact, 
uh, on my own take on it is that the reason that true crime podcasts have become such a big thing is they're the air quote adult version of creepypastas. Uh, creepypastas are basically just horror stories online. Okay. And a lot of people do a lot of creepy readings for them, you know. Makes like uh, Slender Man was a creepypasta, The Rake, uh, Jeff the Killer. You probably know Slender Man out of all that. Uh huh. But. <laughs> They all were creepypastas to, to creep you out. And half of the True Crimes podcasts right now are... The, you, you have ones that come at it as though they're real journalists. And I'm not taking any credibility away from, you know... Real journalism. Or even the in-depth research that some of these people do. But at the same time, it's like... Do you think that... You know, Karen from Wisconsin, who just talks about the true crime stuff that she knows and has researched, is going to break the Zodiac Killer case. Or suddenly this new information is going to be uncovered that, wow, the boys on the track were actually killed (laughs) by Joe Biden. I don't know why I went with Joe Biden, but the point is, is that there is an absurdity when it comes to the seriousness of a lot of true crimes podcasts. And then you have the people who take it as, you know, well, we're just going to casually talk about it. I do actually really like a uh, murder myth mystery. They do it really well too. But because you get to see a lot of characterization in that. Yes. They do talk about, you know, they do try to give the, no, but they do go more in depth. They do go into detail and everything like that. But it is still predominantly... People-driven. Conversationally driven. The way I see it is... You have the people who want it to be dark and creepy, or they want to try and pretend that they have a big brain. Because they can do research. Again, I'm not discrediting anyone, because research is the best way to know something, obviously. And I'm not saying that it's a wrong way of doing it. Again, the most popular, you know, true crimes podcasts now are very much heavily produced, dun-dun sort of things. Then you have the ones that are conversationally driven. Basically, in my head, how it lays out is you have the people who treat it like criminal minds... And the people who treat it like live with Regis and Kathy Lee. Okay, uh, or Regis and Kelly. Or Kelly and uh, Strahan. Or whatever the hell. Long story short, that was an old... That, that was... Regis and Kathy Lee might not even float for anyone under the age of 30 anymore. But... Your 90s is showing. <laughs> my 90s is showing. But... So what we did is turn around and make a much more out of the box. Now you can argue that there's a reason that the box is there, which is fair because it's a similar thing for writing. Writing, most of the rules are guidelines, not hard set rules. However, there's a reason why certain air quote rules are implemented. Because it is very much in line to 
makes sense. However, we like being silly, and I think our mother said it best when she listened to our first episode. She goes, "Oh my God, it sounds like you both are. It sounds like I'm just sitting in the room with you guys. It's like a normal day." And that's exactly it. Is we do talk about some of the work because murder is bad. I know that's a weird stance to have, but we all know this. And some people say, oh man, it's morbid or macabre that you guys make fun of these serious crimes. The thing is, is that at no point do we make fun of the victims because being the victim of a crime is sympathetic. You know, I'm never going to be like, Wow, she got what she deserved. Because serial killer killing is bad. However, and this is the the episode that broke me, was again the Jerry Brutus one, because there is an absurdism to crime, especially in the U.S. There is an absurdist take, and it is all silly, and it is all, it's not all silly. But there is always a silly aspect to it and a absurdist aspect to it. Jerry Brutus, again, we just recorded this episode, so that's why I'm using him. Started before he killed anyone. Started his life of crime or violence towards women by jumping out, shoving them over and stealing their shoes or choking them out to steal their shoes. He literally was a shoe gremlin. He would jump out of bushes, go, give me your shoes! And that's fucking silly. Yes, you can spin it on a, you know, oh, he was a sick, deranged person. Yes, he was. And mental health in the U.S. and globally could have actually helped him. Granted, this was in the uh, 60s, so take that for what it's worth. But that doesn't stop the absurdity of insanity. And I think that's really it is, you know, or talking about Richard Sutcliffe, Peter Sutcliffe. We just went over this. We did go over this. But anyways, the vampire of Sacramento was Richard Chase. Yes. He was running down the street or walking casually. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't either off the top of my head. Covered head to toe in cow's blood. Cops did stop to be like, what you doing? And then they're like, oh, it's cow's blood. You're good to go. Have fun. Let's give him a slap on the ass. And he left. Uh, then we got uh, Herbert Mullins, who, you know, was killing people to stop the earthquakes. And then you got Herbert Mullins, who was killing people to stop the earthquakes. Those murder bad, obviously. But if you can't look at the silly insan the silliness of insanity and find just a spark, just that little spark of, well, that's intriguing, weird as hell, but intriguing, then there's no real point in any of this. You can lay out all the data in the world, but what does that say about the human condition? Well, we are very morbid people. Or it's not that we're morbid people. It's that we hide our anxieties and our sadness and all of our negative emotions with comedy. 
So, if you notice, for a lot of the more brutal things, you'll see an increase in humor. Or an increase in silliness from our end. So, will is this podcast for everyone? No. But, if you... You can listen to our thing for 15 minutes and then be like, wow, I actually want to know a lot. You know, I want to know more. There are podcasts that will show you more. Any serial killer has an hour long podcast nowadays. At least one part of an hour long podcast. There is so much that the same information is regurgitated again and again and again. And it turns into... Why (laughs) listen to this specific person? So we are here for, as my sister said, and I am being so long-winded, I am so sorry. I have to edit this. (laughs) (laughs) But we are here to have a conversation. Not a conversation as in a discussion. Not a... We actually would love you guys to have a discussion and conversate, you know, converse with us on our social media... Twitter, Facebook, don't think we have an Instagram yet, because this is a conversation. If you can't put out information without wanting information back, then it's just a lecture and you're just grandstanding. I know, I'm a very big proponent of grandstanding. I'm doing it now. True story. But you know what? I think it does work out well for us. We sit, we have a conversation, we, you know, you, you put your big brain to work, and I think that the writing gets better the more I get stoned, and we sit there and have a fun time. And that's really it. Bare bones at the end of the day, we're here to have a conversation that isn't you talking to an employer, that isn't you're talking to someone else. We are... Your friends talking to you, telling you about, hey, here's this serial killer thing. We interject our humor. We interject levity into serious topics. But it is like you're just, you're in here with us. You will always be the third person in the room watching your friends kind of have a little bit of a rant and a discussion. And you can always join in again on our social medias. And, yeah. You feel better now? I don't know. You're the one who wanted to do one of these. I did want to do one of these, and we did talk about why we started this, and how we started this, and why we do this. So I think we got this. So, you heard it from the horse's mouth. Yes, you're a horse, sissy. (laughs) The hell sound was that? Uh, I was trying for a horse. It didn't work. <laughs> but sound more Fran Drescher than I wanted. I'm AJ Carey. I'm Sam Rossi. And we hope to see you, or at least uh, we hope you will check out the next episodes. We have many in the pipe. I have no idea what is going to be on after this one. Here do I. It might be the Red Ripper. Really? Ouch. Okie dokie. Or we could put it in between the Red Ripper. (laughs) No one needs to be in between the Red Ripper. (laughs) 
But with that, I hope you have a wonderful day. Have fun, guys. Later. Killing 15 Minutes is hosted by Arthur Carey, with scripts written and researched by Sam Rossi. If you like this episode or want to stay updated on this series, consider following Killing 15 Minutes on Patreon or Retrostatic Radio on all major social media platforms. Good night and God bless. You're watching Retrostatic Radio.